Hi friend, it's 2020, and let's be real. If you're anything like me, this year is not going the way you planned. It may feel lonely, scary, disappointing, or even overwhelming. But especially in times like these, and no matter what life stage you're currently in, do you find yourself longing for something better, something real? When all else has been stripped away, what matters most? Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. In truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed two years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ, and it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if, you don't know what path you're on. So for those who are skeptical, curious, or just need some encouragement, can I get an amen? (laughs) This podcast is for you. Please come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Hi, friend. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood. I'm glad you're back and listening today. We've been talking about clarity this year, and clarity is all about seeing things for what they really are, focusing on what's real. We just wrapped up a month of talking about living on purpose, and this month, I'm looking forward to our conversation with guests about living with peace. In other words, how do we live with peace in a world filled with chaos, evil, and unrest? I have to say, I chose this topic a while ago. I'm not exactly sure when, but it seems sadly ironic given the current state of our world. I could list a dozen things that are going on right now, not the least of which is the evil happening with racial injustice um, or the death and destruction caused by a global pandemic or locusts and... um, other natural disasters happening across the world. It's just so much. There's so much pain and suffering. And um, it's hard. Can I just be honest? It's hard to feel peace. And right now, if I'm also being honest, it's a daily struggle for me to remember. But um, before I begin this conversation with guests, and trust me, these conversations will be good, but Some of them might be hard. Um, Before we begin today, um, I just wanted to give a little little spoiler alert of where we're going with this conversation because I need the reminder, and maybe you do too, just right off the bat. Um, One of the things that Jesus promised to leave us was peace. In fact, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's in John 14, 27. And that reminder of peace, friends, was offered to the disciples just before Christ would suffer and die. It's kind of hard to imagine having peace when you're about to be unfairly tortured for the sins of the world. So, If you find that passage of scripture as mind-boggling or as eye-opening as me, I encourage you 
to continue on this journey with me as we talk about peace this month. Um, I've put together a, a monthly reflection sheet as I do every month. And there's a set of questions that will help you go a little deeper with the month's topic. You can check those out at my website, JanelleWood.com. Just look for Clarity 2020 at the top of the page. But today, I am excited because I'm looking forward to starting our conversation about peace with two young people. I've known Molly Oswald for a couple of years. She's a star athlete and a high school senior. But one of the things I admire most about this young woman is her love for God and her heart for people. And so today, will you please join me in welcoming my friend Molly to the Finding Something Real podcast. Welcome, Molly. Hi, Janelle. Hi. Thank you so much (laughs) for having me. Um, I also have with me my boyfriend, Isaiah, who is also an amazing athlete and a stellar musician and also has a really amazing heart for Jesus. Welcome, Isaiah. I'm excited you're here too. Thank you, Janelle. Thank you, Molly. Appreciate it a lot. It's awesome to be here. It's it's an honor. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to talk to you both. Molly, I've had the opportunity to get to know you through church and also as one of your leaders with Ember, which is part of the Young Life Ministry. And I've admired your quiet strength, your joy, and your peace-filled demeanor So I'm excited to chat with you more about where that comes from. (laughs) And Isaiah, when I saw that Molly was hanging out with a boy, I did what I would call some Instagram recon, uh, you know, just to check you out. (laughs) Uh, Let's just be honest. (laughs) We're going to tell the true story. And this is what's crazy. I knew what the topic was going to be for June. And as I was sharing with you guys before we pressed record, Um, I didn't have a guest list yet. And Isaiah, when I saw something that you posted on May 17th, um, you had shared about a song you wrote called John 14, which I know that you are planning on playing (laughs) later, which I'm super excited about. Um, but in your post on Instagram, you, your video, you said this, I know the state of this world has a lot of people scared, their hearts troubled, but I think Jesus really just wants us to find rest in him knowing that we have a greater hope. And when I watched your video, I thought to myself, I want to interview a young man who's sharing things like that. So anyway, I'm so thankful for both of you for coming on here and sharing your hearts and getting out of your comfort zones a little bit. So thank you both. Yeah, of course. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) So I just thought we could begin with how did each of you come to such strong personal relationships with Jesus? So... For me, I was always raised like as soon like my parents did a great job of raising me up in the faith and we'd go to church and we they would they would uh, take private time to teach me about the Bible. Um, and so like ingrained in me as a little kid, I had this fascination for the stories for the um, I guess the miracles Jesus performed and just how like God carried out his whole plan throughout all of history. And that developed into a passion and a desire to live out the um, the life that is called of us in the Word of God. So I basically just made the faith my own. Probably around fourth or fifth grade is when I decided that I wanted to like just take this as far as I could and as deep as I could. And that's kind of been my story ever since is that I'm just trying to, Jesus died for me, so I want to live for him, you know? So I kind of, I've just 
I've always been rooted up in the faith and I've just made it my goal to keep that at the center of my life as long as I've always mm-hmm. lived. So that's good. How about you, Molly? Uh, similarly, I have also grown up in a Christian family, always going to church and uh, being taught um, the principles of Jesus. But I finally accepted him into my heart when I was about 10 years old. And since then, Jesus has been the leading figure in my life. I've, I felt like a good person before truly having a relationship with Jesus. But my relationship with him has given me an actual purpose in how I live my life. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine like another way to live and be satisfied. So I'm eternally grateful for his gift of salvation and love and try to do the best I can as a representative of him. Yeah. That's awesome. How did the two of you meet? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we met at a scholarship competition at Northwest University in Kirkland, Washington. So it's kind of a funny story. Is Molly, is it all right if I share it? Go right ahead. <laughs> all right, sweet. Um, basically, you go, you get invited down to this competition and you go down and you compete. You stay overnight in a dorm and you kind of just get to have like a day of a college experience, but also try and, I guess, just make an impression on the staff and on the professors there so they can decide if you win a scholarship or not and uh (laughs) we were in like a meeting hall for that night before before dinner getting everyone like introduced and stuff and we were both on opposite ends of the hall like and then she's like walked walked over to put her coat down or something and so there was just like I don't know I saw her coming my way and I was I was like why not say hi (laughs) and so I did and uh yeah, stuttered on my words because I was a nervous Nelly, but <laughs> it worked out. And so we started, we just talked and then it turned out she was in all of my discussion groups and my, and uh, just basically my group for the whole thing. And so I just got to, I guess, know who she is and then definitely wanted to get to know who she was after that. And so she, she actually found me on Instagram after the competition and we just started talking. Oh, is that right, Molly? You tracked him down? Oh, yeah. Thank goodness I did. (laughs) 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 So you both are going to Northwest in the fall. Yes. Yep. I went to Seattle Pacific for my undergrad, but my husband and I met at Northwest in their graduate program. So I have fond memories of Northwest and uh, taking long walks down by the water there. And uh, I think there's... There's still water down there, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. (laughs) But we'd go on walks from campus all the way down. And there was a Ben and Jerry's down there. I don't know if it's still down there. And we'd get ice cream. And anyway, it was really fun. So, yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Things you didn't know. So anyway, (laughs) I'm wondering, you both are high school seniors. Um, I know we we chatted briefly about the fact that you're graduating from high school in just a couple days. How have the last few months impacted you and your peace? I guess a lot of people's first response to this would be frustration and stress because now you're kicked to your home and you have to try and learn everything <laughs> at home and you have to take your tests on at home. And you have to basically kind of teach yourself the high school curriculum. And that's that's not an easy task. Um, and so for a while there, as far as peace goes, I was pretty stressed out. Mm-hmm. And um, I think at that time, 
I decided to just tell myself, look, I mean, I don't get my peace from the things of this world. I get my peace from up above. That's from Jesus because all good gifts come from him. And uh, so I just decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to rely on God's peace and not my, and not try and find it my, on my own because um, I don't really think that basically on my, on my own, I'd be able to find it. Actually, I know for a fact that I would not be able to find it because I have tried to find it on my own and it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah. And so it gave me a lot of time being at home all the time, gave me a lot of time to focus on music and get my relationship with Jesus just just I guess just fine-tuned in and just have more time to experience the Lord and so I wrote a lot of songs about my experience and about um, finding peace through God so Mm. that's kind of that's kind of been how I've tried to respond to everything that's going down yeah do you still find yourself stressed out with all like I know that you're coming to the end of your high school career and hopefully by now you're kind of in that cruising stage (laughs) but was it still stressful even in the midst of writing those songs and, and choosing peace, even though there was a lot of things up in the air? Very much so. I mean, I didn't, so I wasn't able to actually commit to Northwest until like probably three days ago Hmm. because um, it was like, it was just didn't know if it was the best position for me financially with uh, basketball, with sports and everything like that. So yeah, it was definitely very stressful. And I decided I was going to respond because my backup option for Northwest was Whatcom Community College. Okay. And it's a much cheaper route, which I could have easily done. But I decided that I can either I can either give up and fall back on that option or I can keep working towards it and keep applying for scholarships and keep working to try and save up money. And so that's kind of what I did. Um we're actually writing speeches for school right now. And one of the, one of the, um, my topic in it is faith. And one of the things I said was, um, if we didn't have, if we didn't have faith that things would work out, then what are we working for? Mm. So that's kind of, that's kind of my approach is that I wanted to take that leap of faith and dedicate all my time to making this thing possible. And God, God definitely was the one that orchestrated all that and made that possible. And that has been a huge, been a huge help to me as far as peace goes. I've, been able to find a lot of peace mm. knowing that uh, he's got me and that he's orchestrating all this together for his glory and not mine. Yeah. Sometimes that peace is that step of faith first, right? You, <laughs> you don't really see the peace, but yeah. you take that step of faith. Um, I love that. For sure. How about you, Molly? Well, um, I think the challenging times started actually for me in January when I tore my ACL. <laughs> yeah. Um, that challenge honestly helped me prepare for the changes that would happen soon after. So that has been a huge blessing in disguise. (laughs) And my mentality for that was to take things day by day and not trying to worry about what could or might happen or think about all the what ifs. And it doesn't do any good to do that because there's only so much we can control and one big thing that we can control is our attitude about the situations around us. And one thing I learned through that was that sometimes loss, obstacles, and struggles can be idle checks in our lives Mm -hmm. to make us realize whether or not our hope is being placed in God and, or whether it's being placed in the world. And then 
because when we place our hope in the world, it, we will be disappointed. And I've stuck to this mantra of sorts, I guess, is that there are three things that never change, and it's who God is, what he has done, and what he has promised. And that's what I've stuck to during since January because that's helped me get through all the changes that have happened and Hmm. that's where I've been able to find hope and an everlasting peace in that. Wow. So let me see if I got this right. Who God is, what he's done and what he's promised. Yes. So what promises are you holding on to? Uh, I think a general everlasting hope and promise of salvation for those who believe in him mm-hmm. is in the big picture and just how he is always good and it'll always be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Earlier today, I was talking I was talking to Lika and I was sharing with her something I've been doing with my kids that I know I've talked about on the podcast before. And I started because I was trying to be a good mom. But the fact is, it's like ministering to my heart way more. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's helping them too. I don't know. But um, when we're praying in the morning, I'll sit around with my kids and we'll start out by just um, reflecting back to God who he is. Um, you know, and, and my kids are ages four to 11, so their theology is all over the place, you know, but they, they love the Lord. And so they're saying things like, you're beautiful. You're our refuge. You're our hiding place. You're our rock. Uh, sometimes my four-year-old will say things like, you're our chair. <laughs> like, there's some, some new agey type stuff. But her heart's in the right place, but it's just, it's so precious and it's such a um, reminder to me of who he is and then we'll transition um, to like just giving thanks and then by the time we've done that for a few minutes you know reminded ourselves who he is given thanks for the things that he's done for us personally then I do this whole thing with them where and I'm sure I learned it when I was in high school or college you know it's probably one of those things that a leader taught me I don't know (laughs) but We visualize like taking our burdens and laying them down at the foot of the cross. And whether it's sin or, um, you know, something that we're holding on to the weight of uh, something that we're burdened by, um, you know, somebody's sick or this thing happened or this is happening over here, whatever it is, and giving them to Jesus. And then just like standing up at the end of that and letting go. But I love the idea of adding in. Um, the things that he has promised, because like what you're saying, Molly, he's promised so much, you know, not the least of which is eternal life with him for those who believe and and put their faith in him. But also, you know, just to give us peace in these times that don't really make sense, you know, and I don't think that the world really offers anything quite like that. Um, Not that I've found. So I love that you shared that. Thank you for that, Molly. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, our, so I guess one question I wanted to ask the two of you, um, 
because you are young and because you are both on social media, what are you finding with social media right now? Do you think that it's helping or hurting in the peace department? Man, it, I, I think it's hurting because you never, you never know what's fabricated and what's actually true, what's unadulterated and what's, uh, you know, it's just kind of like what's, what's, what's formatted to get a reaction out of people. Cause a lot of, a lot of things on social media are basically formatted with the purpose of rising an emotion out of someone so that they'll click on it and so that they'll like it and so that they'll share it. And I think as far as crisis goes, that's not a good thing because a lot of people will, they're not trying to spread news. They're trying to get reactions. And so that means that there's no, I guess, filter in people's minds about what they want to post out there. And so I think that's a dangerous thing, which is, kind of kind of what I've been trying to do during this thing is because I'm on social media is I'm trying to take the opposite approach I'm trying to post (laughs) bible verses and Mm -hmm. I guess just insight about how to how to how to keep peace and how to stay calm I'm I guess I've been trying to encourage people to not not be overtaken by fear yeah you know because because fear is a big thing pushed in all all media departments right now Mm -hmm. and I think that's a very sad thing to see and especially it's really sad to see so many christians overtaken by fear too because i mean jesus says that perfect love casts out all fear and jesus is perfect love and so yeah i want to i want to i want to help i want to help contribute to his work i guess in that way mm-hmm. in the fact of trying to ease fears yeah what do you think molly well i think that with social, the platform of social media, like there are examples like Isaiah trying to use it for positive and sharing Jesus. But then there are also others that utilize the platform of fear, hate, and anger. And it's hard to say which side social media might lean towards I can see both sides I think in light of all events of late there has been a lot more fear hate and anger lately Um, but also in response to that there have also been many positive and encouraging outlets like I keep using Isaiah as an example, but it's he's one that I can think of on the top of my head. So, yeah, I think there's both sides to it. Yeah, it's hard. I I was at the store yesterday and um, I was wearing a mask, and this woman came up to me. Um, I used to go to a Bible study that she went to, and uh, she just talked to me briefly and. She was like, um, thank you for what you're putting out there, you know, in social media. And, and that was encouraging to me. But I have to tell you, like yesterday, I was really heavy with stuff. And sometimes when I feel super heavy, I have to really check, like, what have I been doing today? <laughs> what have I been like scrolling through today? What have I been allowing to fill yeah. my mind today? Um, and truthfully, it's a, a daily battle. Because it truly can be such a gift to to throw, um, I know, oh, 
Louis, is it Louis Giglio? Um, he does the passion conferences, but he talks about like throwing like darts, um, arrows into the darkness, you know, that as people of faith, we are like arrows of uh, light out into the darkness that God, we just want God's hand to just take us and throw us where he wants us, you know, but it doesn't come without the risk of getting caught up in the darkness sometimes (laughs) and, um, and really having to be disciplined in how we're using whatever tools it is we're using. Um, like anything, it's, it has to be nuanced and, um, and very surrendered to the Lord. Otherwise it can become, uh, an idol. (laughs) It can become a problem. Yeah. That totally reminds me of a quote by Friedrich. I believe his last name is Nietzsche, Hmm. but it's when fighting monsters, be careful that you do not yourself become a monster in the process Hmm. and I think that's exactly what you were saying is people may have good intentions to start with but can get caught up in the process of it yeah yeah well I wanted to be a monster yesterday I wanted to post some things on social media that I don't normally I mean maybe it wasn't yesterday maybe that was earlier in the week I don't know (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I think there there has to be that daily check. And Isaiah, like what you were saying earlier, getting really um, fine-tuned in your relationship with the Lord. If, if it's not surrendered to Him on a daily basis, if you're not spending that time in private, um, Beth Moore has this great thing that she says, you know, whatever is done publicly first has to have been cultivated in private. And um, you can't yeah. really share joy and peace and love and all those things unless you really have those things to give. Um, because after a while, if you're just constantly giving, giving, giving and not receiving, <laughs> and then you go somewhere and you realize, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I'm trying to receive over here. Um, you have to have that heart check because you start to realize, well, I'm, I'm not really those things aren't really coming out of me right now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are there any scripture verses or resources that have really made a difference in your life lately? So I have three of them written down, actually, that for one, John 14 verses one through three. It's kind of that's kind of like the passage that I wrote the song that I'm going to yeah. play later from. Um, it says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just super encouraging because it makes me it makes me remember that our destination isn't here on earth and that it is up in eternal glory with the Father someday. Um, and, you know, just don't let your heart be troubled. It's just a powerful message. It's it's something it implies that that's something we can control. It's like what Molly said later is that your attitude towards the situation is basically the only one of the only things you can control and how it says, don't let your heart as if we have a say in how our heart feels. It's we can we can kind of choose to have a good attitude and not be troubled by the things of the world. And I think that that just speaks wonders to me about that verse. Mm-hmm. Love that. How about you, Molly? I found a passage a little while ago um, in Second Peter, 
chapter 3, verses 8 through 9, and it says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a th- thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And this just reminds me again to take things day by day and trusting the process and the plan that God has at hand, even if it seems slow or even if it seems chaotically fast. Um, Just reminding us to be patient and that God's timing is perfect timing and it'll all pan out in um, however he has that planned, which is beyond our understanding. Hmm. I love that. Well, you guys, um, I want to ask you a hard question and it wasn't on the list of questions (laughs) before. So I don't know. It was on my heart to ask you this. I, I thought I would ask you. Um, because I admire both of you and your passion for Jesus and just um, the purity of your faith. It's so beautiful. Um, and I know that this, my sharing this won't probably come as a shock to either of you, but there is research um, that says a lot of young people leave the church when they go away to college or they really struggle with their faith. And to be transparent, I was one of those people. I went through a spiritual struggle when I was in my late teens and early 20s. And so I'm just wondering if you could say anything to your future self, the one who might go through times of trial or doubt or faith frustrations, what would you want to remember about this season and this time in your life, um, especially in regards to peace? Um, For me, that is a tough question. Um, (laughs) And yes, I totally, I totally understand that the stats behind that are, just they're tragic because you know you see that all the time like especially in high school too people get caught up in the stress of the world and they kind of lose sight of their faith and I think that's really sad um one advice that I would give to my future self is just to remember the miracles that God has blessed me with in this time and that there's nothing to say that he can't do that again mm-hmm. because like every everything everything that's gone right for me in my life right now has been 100% orchestrated by God and really everything that's ever gone right in my life has been orchestrated by God. And that's pretty obvious to me. Um, like it was definitely a crazy, a crazy um, circumstance, how I met Molly. It was a crazy, it was a miracle about the scholarships I wanted to be able to go to the school I wanted to go to. And it was a miracle about being accepted on the basketball team too. And it's just, I just look at that and I just think there has to be, there has to be a divine force that absolutely loves me to let this happen, to let such good, amazing um, circumstances come about. And so I would just tell my future self to remember that. And also to remember John 16, 33, that says, let me find it. It says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome, I've overcome the world. Mm. Um, Basically, that's just Jesus saying, like, look, life's going to get hard. It's tough. It's stressful. I mean, I bet every every senior, every person in our shoes can understand that right now as school. I mean, we just had almost a whole year, almost, like half a whole year mm-hmm. taken away. Um, 
you know, that's that's nothing to that's nothing to put down. I don't think because that's a tough time on people's on people's confidence on people's minds. And so I think that having that faith that Jesus already overcame the world, He went to a cross after living a perfect life, so that we could find salvation through His sacrifice. Um, that's overcoming the 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 craziness of this world, like to the greatest extreme. And I think that I would tell myself just to remember that verse and remember. Remember that God got you this far. He's going to get you farther and he's going to always be with you. And that's evident by my life today. And so I think that's what I would remind my future self. That's good. How about you, Molly? Well, along similar lines of what Isaiah was saying, how, especially in the verses that he shared of, how in the world we will have struggles, but we can find that peace in Jesus. I would definitely tell my future self to remember that the world is going to disappoint me. (laughs) It's always ever-changing, and it's hard to find consistency and something to put hope in because it is ever changing and it's hard to rely on something that is constantly changing. But the one thing that will never change is God. And like I said before, who he is, what he's done and what he's promised, those things never change. And when there's something that doesn't change, you know where it's grounded in. And that is something way easier to put your hope in yeah at time yeah I it's interesting when I was 19 years old I wrote a letter to my future self um but it was after you know in high school I was passionate for the Lord super passionate and um then I got involved with a guy (laughs) who wasn't uh in the same place spiritually as I was and um I went through the season where I thought that I wanted the guy more than I wanted Jesus, even though I said I wanted Jesus more. Um, and that just led to a lot of misery, misery and um, a lot of internal turmoil because I wasn't walking consistently with the Holy Spirit inside of me. You know, I was just a total conflicted mess. And I wrote a letter um, when I was 19 and and I still have it somewhere. It's in my journal, but it just said, you know, uh, nothing is better than Jesus. Um, you're going to be lonely. You know, you may want to go back to this guy, uh, but remember, remember who you are basically and remember what he's done. And, um, unfortunately I didn't take my own advice and it took me a while longer to actually go back to the Lord, like all the way. But, um, I love what you guys shared and, I think it's so true. And Isaiah, I think if people want to know more about you and your music, um, how can they find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram. My uh, username is at Isaiah MG underscore 30. Um, I, I, I put music out there a lot. Um, they can also find me on TikTok. Yes, I know <laughs> on TikTok, but I use that. I, <laughs> I basically use that to broadcast my music and my faith. And that is Isaiah MG30. I think there's no underscore, if I'm remembering right. Um, yeah, those are the uh, two main 
ways people can find me. And also Facebook, Zay Guerrero, Z-A-Y, and then my last name. Cool. So yeah, that's that's how people can awesome. find me. I'm working on I'm working on putting together an album for Spotify. It's not out yet, but eventually. Wow. How <laughs> long have you been doing music? My whole life. <laughs> Basically, I uh my dad was a guitar player, my uncle was a guitar player and singer, and my dad could drum and so I he got me like a little hand drum when I was probably in kindergarten and I just loved it. So I just play on it, developed a sense of rhythm. And then when I, in second grade, I got my first guitar and I wanted everything to do with it. Just fell in love with it right away mm-hmm. and was playing that nonstop. And then I started to try and learn how to sing around middle school, like seventh and eighth grade. And then I fell in love with that too. And I didn't want to stop. And the same story with songwriting about fresh or about sophomore year. I just started writing songs because I just figured, you know, if I want to, really hone this gift God gave me that I'm going to have to start making it my own. And so I wanted to um, create original work. And then I just, I just, my, I guess my passion for it just exploded around that time and it has not calmed down at all. That's so, so cool. Well, I have one final question, but I'm going to wait and ask that after you sing your song. Will you sing your John 14 song? I would love to. All right, here we go. take me home Cause I'm not sure if I can take anymore My soul is beaten and my heart is torn I'm in my sinking boat so far from the shore I look around and see roaring waves Oh please God, hear me calling out your name Oh Lord, hear my voice, please hear my prayer Oh please God, I need to know you are there don't let your heart be troubled You believe in my Father, believe in me Worrying doesn't drown tomorrow's sorrows But today's peace Well, do you see these holes in my hands Where the nails used to be I laid down my life for you to find yours in me so find yours in me Oh, as I lay me down to sleep Well, I pray the Lord my soul to keep If I'm to die before I wake 
I know exactly where I'll be In my father's house there are many rooms Well I've gone to prepare a place for you So if I've gone to make this place I will come back for you Oh, don't let your heart be troubled You believe in my father, believe in me Worrying doesn't drown tomorrow's sorrows But today's peace Well, do you see these holes in my hands Where the nails used to be I laid down my life for you to find yours in me Well don't let your heart be troubled You believe in my father, believe in me Worrying doesn't drown tomorrow's sorrows But today's peace Well do you see these holes in my hands Where the nails used to be. I laid down my life for you to find yours in me. So find yours in me. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Isaiah, you've got to promise me that no matter where God takes you with that talent, that you'll come back on this podcast once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I would love to. Oh, my gosh. You have such a gift. Don't you think, Molly? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I'm like sitting here with tears in my eyes. That song is so beautiful. I'd only heard a brief little snippet of it so to hear the whole thing it's gorgeous you just played that live right now yep wow that was that was that was 100 live (laughs) wow so when and i know this recording platform isn't going to do it justice but when you get um your songs up on spotify will you let me know so i can share that with people what a gift what a gift thank you so much that means a lot i appreciate that Oh, it's God's got some plans for you. <laughs> so good. I, thank um, you. Yeah. So you guys, the Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration or redemption, mm-hmm. eternity, authenticity, and love. Um, real is an acronym for those things. Restoration or redemption, eternity, authenticity, and love. Of those gifts w- that we can find in relationship with Jesus Christ, which stands out to you both the most in your lives right now and why? For me, it's either eternity and love because eternity is a big word. No pun intended. But <laughs> um, <laughs> eternity is, as you think about that, just, if you just ponder it for a second, that means never going to end. 
that means it's always going to be there. And what God has promised us about eternity is that it's the fullness of joy forevermore. And so if you just ponder that, then that has to be my, my whole entire goal of my whole life is to get to that state of eternal joy. Mm-hmm. And I know there's only one way to get there, and that's through Jesus. And so that just speaks very heavily into my life is that I'm aiming for eternity. <laughs> and um, I want to I wanna be able to represent God so that more people can experience that also. That I can just plant the seeds of faith in people so that God can harvest it. Um, and then also love. It's um, The Bible also says that greater love has no, has no one than he that lays his life down for a friend. And um, that's exactly what Jesus did for all of us. Um, and so I think the biggest way to demonstrate that is to basically just put others before yourself. And so I try to do that. I mean, I'm not perfect and I mess up all the time, but for the most part, I try my best to do that. And I want to, I want people, I want people to be able to see what Christ did through how I treat them. And so that's kind of a big way I dictate how I live my life. Hmm. I think the one that immediately stood out to me was authenticity. And I think that's just been an area I've been growing, not for a specific period of time, just, but just lately, is trying to be authentic in my identity and Christ and trying to show that to other people and being authentic in that. Um, but showing that through love. So I guess it also plays into love. Because mm. I think authentic love is hard to find, but Christ shows us the best example of that. Yeah. And that is something I want to show as well. And I've been trying to grow in that. Mm. Well, you both are incredible young people, and I have really enjoyed chatting with you and both of you sharing your gifts. Molly, you have this quiet wisdom about you. Um, uh, what you said earlier about the things that you're holding on to about God, uh, truly one of the things that I'll remember the most about um, some of my podcast episodes, very valuable. And Isaiah, with your gift with music, man, you guys, God has great plans for you. Congratulations on graduating high school, and I'm excited for the plans ahead for both of you. So thank you for being on here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It's been an honor. It's been super, super awesome. It's been such a blessing for me. Yeah, thank you so much, Janelle. Uh, You guys are I'll probably see you around. I know. I hope so. I know. I hope we get to go back to church. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. Yeah. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. If you love this series, or even if you're simply finding it moderately entertaining while living the limbo quarantine life, hey, that works too. Hit subscribe and come back next week when I'll probably be talking with another guest about finding something real in times of detours and disappointments. And if you're on Instagram, please come find me. I share Instagram Live weekly podcast recaps at Janelle underscore M underscore Wood. 
most every Friday at 11.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So please join me for questions and fun live awkwardness. (laughs) You can also find some study guides I've created that I hope add joy and encouragement and challenge to you during this time. You can find those on my website at janellewood.com. Just look for Clarity 2020 at the top of the page. And now, just so you know, if you only remember one thing about this podcast, I hope that it's this. No matter who you are, Jesus Christ loves you and you have a purpose. May you truly believe it, friend. Until next time.